Welcome to another episode of the Compassionate Marketing Podcast. I am super excited about today's guest. Jamie Coleman has a podcast called Mom's Freedom Maker that is in the top 2.5% globally of all podcasts. Super grateful to be talking with her, especially because she's also a mom in business like me and a lot of my listeners, a lot of you guys are also moms. And one of the things that feels kind of challenging as a mom in business is work-life balance. And even if you don't have kids, even if you're not a female, even if you're not dealing with the same things we're dealing with, striking some balance in your work and life and rewarding yourself and learning how to prioritize tasks and just get your time under control is such an important topic for entrepreneurs. This is going to be a value-packed episode. I'm so excited to get into it. Hi, my name is Justine Beauregard, and I've been a marketer and sales trainer since 2008. I'm also the founder of Compassionate Marketing, and I'm committed to delivering you fresh perspectives about branding, marketing, and selling that will change how you do business for the better. Each week, you'll be given tips, strategies, insights, and interviews that leave you feeling clear on your next steps and your simplest path to success as an entrepreneur. Let's dive right into this week's episode. You're listening to the Compassionate Marketing Podcast. So Jamie, welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much for being on today. Yes, thank you for having me. Can't wait for this topic. It's one of my favorite. Awesome. Well, give us a little bit of backstory about you. Like tell us who you are, where you live, all the things about you. I love that you used to live in Hawaii. You don't anymore, but give us a little taste of that too. Yeah, so my first business, I started it when I was 15 years old. I swear I like have been an entrepreneur since birth. I never really knew where I'd fit in. And I was slinging automotive parts, literally (laughs) some of them I would get out of a dumpster outside of the job that I had at the time. And so I would recycle them. So you guys, you can start your business, however, even if it's not something sexy. And really that just opened up the entire world of passive income for me. And it wasn't always a smooth ride though. Along the journey, I started to become self-employed, where I was working 12, 15-hour days to try to build something and become the kind of person who had and ran a successful business. And so my four-hour work weeks quickly turned into 40, then 60. And I kind of started to wear all the hats in my business and do a lot of the things that I didn't like, which is something a lot of people do. So that's why I'm really excited for the topic today. And yeah, I lived on Maui for a couple of years. That was one of the beautiful parts about running a business is that I was allowed that freedom. We've been actually traveling for five. So we've lived in a bunch of different states, but now we find ourselves in Colorado where we are now in the freezing cold, but enjoying every moment. (laughs) One of the things you mentioned is passive income. And I find this so interesting how different people consider what is passive income. So I'd love to hear in your mind, how do you define passive income? Yeah. Well, I have to start out by saying that business was not always passive. For (laughs) years, I would be on my hands and knees. It could be a hundred degrees out. It could be negative five degrees out. I was on my hands and knees outside scrubbing automotive grease off of car parts. So it was not passive for a very long time, but eventually... (laughs) Eventually, after many years passed, got a little bit smarter in my entrepreneurship ways, and I started to hire people to do the shipping for me and to do the posting for me. And so this business is run on eBay. And now, I mean, I don't do anything for it, to be completely honest with you. I mean, sometimes I connect the dots, 
but I really just, I'm not, I'm not a part of it anymore, but I still run it because I believe in it. So yeah. passive income to me at this point is having something that helps further your life's mission, right? So it needs to be impactful in some type of way, shape or form, but then it also is hands off to you in the sense that you're not doing something you don't enjoy. Cause I'll have to say, I did not enjoy cleaning car parts, but what <laughs> I do enjoy is giving back and keeping these automotive parts out of the landfills, which is where they would go if I didn't exist. So I believe in some, a passive income business is okay. As long as the part you're showing up to do is something that you love and it's considered your zone of impact, something that you enjoy to do. Yeah. I love that definition so much. And I think what's important too, is like, there's your zone of impact, which feels like it could be anything. It doesn't have to be glamorous or like you said, it doesn't have to be the sexiest choice. It doesn't have to be like the, my life's mission is automotive part resale. Like that doesn't necessarily ring true for a lot of people, but you've got this really clear vision of what you want to do in the world. And Saving the planet is a part of that, right? Repurposing things is a part of that. Making jobs for other people and maximizing your own time and creating income to support your family and be able to travel and have flexibility. Like all of those things are creating impact with this job. So I think a lot of people struggle with the fact that they want to create some job that they love every aspect of it. And I find that really rare. Like there's always going to be parts of your business that are kind of grunt work or not ideal or could be better. And as an entrepreneur, part of leadership is learning how to navigate through those times, through those experiences and find ways to love how you're making money and find ways to attach yourself to the impact. So I love that a lot. How long did it take you to go from that phase of grabbing them out of the dumpster to now I do nothing for it? Uh, quite a few years. I would say the real kicker for me was when I moved out of Nebraska. Well, I have a warehouse in Nebraska and a warehouse in Florida. And I was traveling back and forth between the two, just kind of running them on my own for a long time and literally juggling like 15 boxes of things going to the post office every single day, which was crazy. Uh, so it took me years of doing that and going through it until I was finally like, I can afford to hire somebody else to do this. Why am I spending like hours of my day every single day shipping products? Like I didn't, yeah. I didn't connect the two for the longest time, I think. It, and it wasn't really like money mindset. It was nothing about that at that time. It was more just like, I don't know why I wouldn't do it. I don't know. I just, I guess I didn't mind it. It was just something that I did, yeah. uh, but it took many years and I guess, long story short, it was me moving away from my warehouses and not wanting to take all the shit with me. I was like, you know what? Let's just leave it where it's at, hire someone to take over. And then we're just going to kind of like wash our hands of this and keep it going in the background. So that works for me. And that was the real change. Yeah. I think there is usually like that catalyst or that pivotal moment where something shifts, something in the process breaks. Like you get into the zone of comfort for a long time and you're just kind of trucking along, doing what you're doing, getting really comfortable. And then something breaks or something shifts and you just go, oh, wait, why didn't I do this before? And it's this realization that I'm wondering, like, is there in hindsight, was there a moment where you could have, or like, how would you advise the audience if they were kind of trucking along on their path and maybe at a place to consider that, like how to be a little bit more proactive with it? I'd love to hear your thoughts on that. 
For sure. Well, let's just say I moved these automotive parts from storage unit to storage unit. And I did move them a few times. Like we went to Arizona, I had them in the back, like at least some of them so that I could keep the business going. So I think for me, it took moving them so many times. I was like, this is really chaotic. Like it added so much stress to Steve and I's life. Yeah. I was like, this is not worth it anymore. Like it would cause us to not like fight, but like some of the items would like fall all the time. And then we'd have yeah. to like pick it up and it, it, they would be falling out of the car. Like when we were stopping, like on our journey, and it was just like so much frustration that was just so unnecessary. And so I guess if you feel things starting to get a little bit, um, just like uneasy, mm. like, like shit, this is, there's some resistance here. Yes then remove the resistance and make it easier on yourself sooner. Like I always say, begin with the end in mind. So if you know, eventually you don't want to be doing something, figure out a way immediately to remove yourself. My mindset has shifted a lot on this topic. Oh, I definitely love that. Okay. So there's two really critical things that I heard that I want to highlight a little bit more, but everything you said was magic. So Let's think about these two things. First, what I heard is patterns of behavior. When you start to notice, like there's this, I keep having to move these. Once you do it once, maybe it's an anomaly. Once you do it twice, mm, okay, let me see how I feel about this. Then you move it three times. It's like, okay, a pattern is being established here that I'm not jiving with. So that's a good sign. That's a good trigger for you. If you're listening and you're struggling with this, or you haven't outsourced anything yet, and you're looking to notice the patterns. And the second thing that I heard is about knowing where you want to go, like setting a goal. I know long-term, I don't want to keep moving these. So I've got to put systems in place where all right, I'm going to make it my goal to create X amount of income that's going to cover the cost of hiring someone. And it becomes part of the plan. It's not like you stumble across it and it just happens that way. Or you realize, oh, wow, I have $100,000 in the bank. I guess I could afford to hire someone. Like you don't want it to go so far beyond that you're just like, well, I just wasted a year of my life not doing this. So proactivity is in goal setting and it's also in noticing the patterns for sure. Yes, it absolutely is. <laughs> All right. So let's talk about work-life balance. So you've got a, uh, what, two-year-olds, one-year-olds. How old is your son? About to be one on Saturday. Okay. So you have a one-year-old. I think there are certain things that are just like generic time management principles. I'd love to hear maybe if you have a top three or th something that you've really recognized that stood out for you as like, once I started doing fill in the blank, everything changed for me. Like, do you have one of those moments, one of those things that stands out? Yeah, I would break it down into two things. Uh, and I'm not really sure balance exists. I don't necessarily believe in it, uh, but I believe in working with your flow state. So if you know that you do something and it just gets you in the freaking zone, <laughs> like you are <laughs> in your magic, you are just on fire. You're, it's just kind of like the time disappears, right? Like we've all, like everybody listens to this, you've gotten into flow state before and it feels really good. And so it's figuring out what time of day are you most creative to where you could like boost your chances of getting into that type of flow state. And further than that, it's saying, okay, if you've got a kid, or you've got another job and you only can work two, maybe four hours a day, it's how do you make sure that you're showing up doing the right things at the right time? How are you prioritizing the right things? And I feel so often people talk about to-do lists. And honestly, 
I don't use them. I used to use them. And I remember like writing down a piece of paper, all the things that I have to do every single day and whatever didn't get done today was moved to tomorrow. You know, yeah. Uh, I don't do that at all. Uh, to be honest, like, I think that when you set an intention for your week, like you have a big goal that you want to accomplish this week, maybe it's this month, and then you break it up by the day. Okay, what are the three most important things that I need to do today that are going to intentionally make this goal happen and that are potentially going to line you up to actually fulfill what it is you're doing here, what your dreams are, what your purpose is, right? So it's asking yourself with intention every single day, what are the top three things that I need to get done today? And it's sitting down and doing those things. Because think about it, if you've got a full stacked to-do list, if you're anything like how I used to be, you just want to get there and you just want to start checking things off because you want to, it makes you feel good. It's a little bit of an adrenaline rush, like, oh shit, made the bed, did the laundry, (laughs) did the dishes. And it's like, okay, but did you do the things that are actually going to move the needle in your business, in your life, right? Or are you putting those things off because something inside of you knows that they're harder? And, you know, so I would say that's just the number one place to start. So working with your flow state, whatever that looks like for you, really prioritizing, like showing up for yourself in your creative time without distraction. And then number three would be finding those three tasks every every single day and taking action on them and forgetting about the freaking laundry so you're not creative. I adore the fact that you're prioritizing creativity because I think that it's undervalued and being creative and tapping into those times of day where you're just, you're inspired, you're in flow, you're doing all the things that are your unique genius zone. Like that's what creativity is. It's really, that's what your genius zone is. It's your creativity embodied in whatever form that you choose it to be, right? Or that is meant for you. And the other thing that I think comes up for me when I hear you talk about that is I notice a lot of entrepreneurs don't understand how to prioritize. Like when they look at their list of things, they look at those, those 25 tasks and they're like, I don't know what the top three most important things are on the list, right? Or because they are comfortable doing some of the other things, they kind of feel stuck in that, they kind of air toward the side of comfort and air away from the side of the hard things, or even some of the hard things are not the priority and they'll push themselves to move into the hard things before they're ready or before they need to and cause the other ones to kind of be left by the wayside, which would have made such a greater impact. So how do you define the top three? We, we talked about zone of impact before, but it's understanding what you enjoy to do and what you need to do when you show up. And if it's something like, okay, we're on a podcast right now, if it's something like editing your podcast or finding guests for your show or finding guests or podcasts for you to go on to, like, that's not really something that you should probably prioritize doing, but you could prioritize showing up in your flow state and filming an episode. So I think first would be looking at your business and saying, okay, what am I doing right now that I actually shouldn't be, that should be outsourced or a system created for? And then, so once we've done that, then it's really saying, okay, if my goal for the week was to do, was to get on one of the top podcasts, okay, just say that's your goal for this week, then it's, are you doing something in alignment every single day with that goal that's going to like take you there? Yes. Because if your goal is to be on a top podcast in your not reaching out to anybody and you're waiting for it to find you, like that's probably not going to happen, right? So I would say it really comes down to the goal that you set 
and then prioritizing the top three tasks that are going to make that happen this week. I think every business is designed to make sales. Like that's what separates businesses from hobbies is that we are actually focused on the creation of profit and revenue in our businesses. And so if people are struggling with this, my piece of advice here would be pick something or pick your top three things based on income producing actions. So maybe getting on a podcast as a, as a guest is your goal. That definitely deserves to be in the priority list. But if every single week for 52 weeks in the year, you go on podcasts, you speak in Facebook groups, you collaborate with people on Instagram, like all the things to get exposure and visibility for your brand, but you spend zero time selling, you can't be resentful at the end of the year that you made no money because you didn't focus on sales. So if your focus, which I think every business owner's focus to some extent is to create money, then you've got to prioritize along with the things that feel good and that you want to do and that are totally aligned with your creative flow state. You also have to prioritize those activities that produce income in your business so you can sustain your growth. Absolutely. And I also feel like if anybody's listening to this and they're like, okay, so I understand how to prioritize and I know I need to show up on social media, for example, but I'm not doing it. Like, why am I doing it? It feels overwhelming. It feels like too much. How am I supposed to do all these things in the day? And really, I would ask you, like, why do you feel that way? Why do you feel like you can't show up? Why does it feel overwhelming to you? Because a lot of times, if we're not prioritizing the things that are truly moving the needle, there's something underlying that we're attached to that isn't making us want to take action on something. So it's figuring out what that is and then rewriting that story so that you're more motivated to show up and you understand the impact that's attached to it. That's oh, one of the totally. ways I've gotten through a lot of things that were holding me back in business. Are you loving this content? If you are, I can guarantee you're going to love the Compassionate Marketing Collective. In it, you'll get a library of marketing resources, live weekly calls, 24-7 access to feedback and guidance, peer-to-peer -peer accountability and support, and members-only events and trainings. You're going to love it in there. Visit growthmindsetmarketers.com today for details or click the link in the show notes. I'll see you inside. Have you ever heard of Einstein time? No. What okay. is it? So there's a book by um, Gay Hendricks. It's called The Big Leap. And in it, he talks about this concept of Einstein time, where it was, it's kind of similar to what you were talking about in the very beginning of you create time. When you say time flies when you're having fun, you're able to create time. And I've been thinking about this a lot lately because I, I love baking shows and my kids love to watch them with me too. And they will drop their cake on the floor or they'll overmix a batter or they'll have some missed ingredient, like some big catastrophic event will occur and they'll have an hour left in the competition to bake a whole cake or, you know, a whole batch of cookies or whatever it is. And they always find time. They always get it done. And it's so interesting. They're given five hours for a challenge everything falls apart in the fourth hour or the third hour. And they're like, I guess I've got to recreate this cake from scratch. And they do it 10 times faster. They still get the decorations on. They still manage to make it work. And there is this sort of concept of creating time. It's 
we find time when we need it, just like we find money when we need it. It's this magical, magnetic kind of universal thing that happens. I'm so curious, like, what are your thoughts about creating time and finding time and where that comes from and how to generate it on our own proactively? Yeah, wow, that's a great story, great analogy for sure. I 100% believe that. I mean, it's just like, I've done it a lot of times too. I'm sure everybody listening has in some way, shape or form, like condensed time in some way and like achieved what would seem like a miracle maybe before you had done it. And it's, it's so true, right? It's you work with what you've got. If you've got an hour to film a podcast episode or something, then you use the hour. You'll probably always use the full amount of time that you're given, right? Unless you can prioritize and really manage your time super well. Yes. I feel like that's why so many people enjoy time blocking because they're like, okay, if I've got an hour to do podcasting, they're going to fill up the whole hour. If they had 15 minutes, they'd fill up the 15 minutes. So I totally believe in that. I think it's something in your mindset shifts when you have more or less time to achieve something. So one creative way that I've found to restructure my days is to overlap tasks in a really strategic way. So let's say I love listening to podcasts and I love listening to Jamie's podcast. And I don't really have time in the day to just binge podcast episodes because I'm concentrating, I'm writing, I'm engaging, I'm selling, I'm doing all the things that I need to do in my business. So I think about what else am I doing during my day? And I kind of move through my whole day and then I go, well, I'm in the shower for 15, 20 minutes. I could listen to an episode in the shower and that is a dual purpose. And as soon as I get out of the shower, if I've got any ideas, I could just jot them down and then use them later. So it's like finding these little pockets of time when I'm in the car with my family, I'm sitting down just brainstorming things. I'm observing my environment and writing down my thoughts about it. I'm creating all these different uses of the time, which is why I loved how you prioritize creative time and being in flow state and finding it. Like it doesn't have to be that you sit down for five hours to find your flow state. It's that you're finding these opportunities. It's kind of like meditating where you could spend five minutes and get a massive benefit versus spending a full hour and then feeling the stress and the weight of having taken so much time away from other tasks. So it's not just about repurposing the content, but also finding ways to repurpose the time. Absolutely. And you said something at the end there that I'm like, ooh, <laughs> because that used to be me. I would sit down at the computer behind the desk from the moment I waked up pre-baby to the time that my fiance would come home from work. I would literally not leave the desk trying to do, 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 and like learn and implement and just all of the things. And what I realized after way too long of doing that, is it's really not about the doing. It's not about so much the strategy yes. as it is removing yourself from the environment that you're currently in. And it's getting outside, doing something like it's taking a walk. It's going for a run. It's living your life as an entrepreneur. It is living your life, crafting out like, okay, if I had $3 million in the bank account. What would I do on my perfect day? And it's literally living that day every single day. And when you feel inspired or an idea hits you, because it will, it's either taking action on it in the moment, right? Coming to your desk, sitting down and getting it done, or it's making yourself a voice note 
pulling out your phone and filming a podcast episode. So it's, it's fully freaking living. And yeah. then when you're inspired, it's taking that action that's needed in the time. Because if you're sitting down behind your desk for a few hours, even like chances are you could either build something that's not in alignment with you because you're too in it, you're too in the trenches, or you're just going to get freaking burnt out. And you're going to be like, why am I running a business when I'm basically working a full-time job for myself? Yeah. I'm or you're forcing it. Like it just doesn't feel good. Okay. A couple things. Came up in what you said. Yes. yes. Oh, it's the worst. Okay. And there, so a couple things in that one systems for success must have, right. If you know, I'm going to open myself up. This is really important. I'm going to open myself up to feeling inspired whenever it strikes. And your system for success is figuring out how to manage that expectation. So if you're in the middle of taking a bath or something, or you're getting a massage, or you're talking to a friend or having dinner with your parents, or like something is coming up that is preventing you from going and sitting down at your computer and enacting that thing right away. I think most of us in our day-to-day come into those situations pretty frequently, right? Like there are times where you're just feeling inspired and it's a really bad time to act on that inspiration. So figuring out what your system is, do you carry a little notebook with you? Do you have your phone and use the notes app? Do you record a voice note? Do you ask for a piece of paper at a restaurant? Like there are so many different ways to kind of capture the thought. And the more you do it, the better you get at the shorthand right? Like you have an idea and you know what the shorthand of that is and how to write it down quicker and how to remind yourself of the ways to come back to it as if you were just inspired the moment you sit down at your computer to actually do it. And then a couple of other things that came up was uh, waiting for your, waiting to live your life. Like this is why I really struggle with the concept of retirement. Like we work our whole lives to then have 10, 15, 20 years to enjoy like the rest of our life. And this is why we become entrepreneurs, right? Is to have that freedom and to have that joy. Like we're responsible for our time. If you are grinding 10, 12, 15 hours a day in your business and you're waiting, you're like, oh, well, I'm just doing this now so that I can set myself up for the life that I really want once I hit this level, what if you never get there? What if you get hit by a bus tomorrow? We need to start living now. And I like to call this pockets of presence. Even if it's just five minutes where you're being present with yourself, with your kids, with your partner, with your friends, with your family, with anybody, with any task, with anything that brings you joy, you've got to find those pockets of presence in your life. You can't just sit and wait for life to feel easy because you'll always have that hustle mindset. You'll always live in that pattern of behavior. And it's really hard to break free from it because we get into comfort zones, because we keep doing what we're programmed to do, because we keep cleaning the automotive parts and moving them from place to place to place because that's what we're used to. It's not even that it feels good. We're just used to doing it. And so the last thing that came up was the concept of balance that I know you're not sure you believe in, but I think what balance is, is kind of like, uh, almost picture like a surfboard on a big wheel. And you're kind of like tilting from one side to the other. It never looks good, right? It never feels good. It always brings about anxiety to create that balance. Cause you're like, 
too far on the work side, too far on the life side. Like, how do I get that balance? It's messy, but you can find it by constantly shifting. And that's what balance really is, is this evolution. It's almost like you're riding the wave. You're just figuring it out. You're navigating. And that's a skill to teach yourself how to move without falling off the board, even when it looks messy and it feels awkward and uncomfortable and hard. Absolutely. Yes. And it's really like, it's about like the whole journey is about who you become in the process, right? It's not waiting till retirement to live the life that you want. It's saying, uh, I want to travel the world or go live in Bali for a month. So I'm going to do it. Right. Like it's, it's stepping into that. It's saying, okay, I don't want to buy a house somewhere and be tied down. I want to travel the world or live in an RV and just do it right? Like that's the power of it, but it's, it's living and you can't miss that part. You can't wait to live because it's now. And I believe the more you can detach from the doing and the being inside of your business, like the faster it's going to come and the faster you will have these breakthroughs and these aha moments. Yeah. I mean, it all comes back to goals in the end is understanding what you actually want. So few people write it down recite it to themselves, remind themselves of what they're looking to achieve. And there's a great story. And I'll end with this. There's a great story about how this fisherman living in Alaska is working on his boat three days a week. He's fishing every single day. He's just living his life. He's spending time with his family every night. He's got this amazing balance. And this businessman approaches him and says, Hey, your fishing is like, it's meant to be a business. We've got to turn this thing into a commercial fishing business operation. We've got to scale it. I think in the next five to 10 years, I could make you a multimillionaire and then you could retire. And he said, well, what would that involve? Well, you'd have to travel to multiple States. We'd have to open up different franchises. You'd have to teach people the way that you fish and like how to spot the fish and how to use the tools that you use and all the different things. And then we would bring on advisors, we would build out a team, all the things would happen. And then it would be so great. You would just come back here and you would retire. And he said, well, and what would I do when I retire? And he's like, here's the best part. You would only be on your boat like three days a week, spending time with your family every single night, not having to stress about anything. And he just looked at the businessman and said, I already do that. I mean, as long as you're truly living each day and you feel that fulfillment and you're happy and you're living your life, that story is a great testament to you can make all the money in the world that you want. And then like, if you're here and you're happy and you're at point A and you feel like the bridge to point B is all this money, but then in reality, point B just might involve a couple nicer things. Like, yeah, that's really awesome. Like take that yacht over the little fishing boat, but it's is that actually going to bring you the happiness that you want through this journey of building a business or can you find the happiness in the now? And I think that really, really intertwines with this in the who you're becoming versus all of the doing, because if you're becoming the kind of person who's fine at point A and truly like embracing your authentic you and your authentic life, then you're going to be happy no matter what, which that bridge to that point B where you're living in financial abundance with a stacked bank account That's going to come, but it's about who you become from the beginning and how you stack it up to bridge that gap. Yeah. Who you become is so important. It's not about what you're getting. It's 
who you need to be in order to get that thing. And nobody wants to make a million dollars. Everybody wants to spend a million dollars. So if the revenue is your goal, dig deeper. What is the thing that you're chasing? Could you get it a different way? Most people think way too linearly, which circles, it brings a full circle back to your creativity, your creativity of thought, how you think about your business, how you think about yourself, how you think about your life's purpose, and all of those things and seeing, do I really need to create this level of income in order to hit this goal? And if I do, how do I get creative about making that amount of income? How do I get creative with what I'm doing day to day in my actions and how I'm spending my time so that I can achieve multiple things, multiple wins, multiple successes along the way. I love that. Yeah. I would just say, if you're listening to this and you're like, I still don't know what it is yet. I still don't really know how to figure out what my passion is or what I'm here for. I just encourage you to spend time figuring that out. No matter how long it is, it could be a day, it could be a week, a month, a year, just spend as much time there as humanly possible because you are here for a reason. There is something inside of you that the world needs and it's up to you to figure out what it is. Yeah, absolutely. Jamie, this was amazing. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast today. Please let us know where we can find you, your website. If you have any freebies for the audience, we'd love to hear about it. Yeah, so if you've resonated with this message or anything that's been said here, I encourage you to rate and review this podcast. And if you do so, either send me a screenshot or come find me on Instagram at Jamie Coleman, K-U-L-L-M-A-N. And if you do so, I will offer up a few breakthrough sessions with me where we'll sit together one-on-one -on -one and we're going to figure out where you are today what's holding you back, where you're trying to go, and how you can actually bridge that gap to find and fulfill your purpose and your passion on this earth. So once again, that is Instagram, and my name is Jamie Coleman, J-A-M-I-E-K-U-L-L-M-A-N, and as of now, my podcast is still Mom's Freedom Maker, so please head on, on over there. You guys are one of the first to know. We might be changing the name, but as of now, you can still find me there. <laughs> on the inside. Thank you so much. And please go follow Jamie on Instagram. She is always posting the most amazing reels, the most incredible content. Go check out all of her content. It's so funny and inspiring and amazing and uplifting, and you're going to love it. Thank all you. right. Well, thank you so much again for coming on and I'll talk to you soon. Appreciate it. That wraps up this week's episode. If you loved what you heard here, please take a moment and leave an honest review. And if you want to quickly identify and solve for what's blocking your success, go watch my free training, Uncap Your Income. In under 30 minutes, you will get the exact action items you need to hit your next big goal. Click the link in the show notes or visit growthmindsetmarketers.com to watch right now.